Welcome to episode 214 of the Various Sunday Podcast. I am your host, Matt Harmon, joined live from the Vault Studio on the beautiful campus of Grace College and Theological Seminary by my good friend, my colleague, my co-host, and the man who is gearing up for his Super Bowl party, John Scott Sloat. Yeah, I have to eat a metric ton of buffalo dip. Yeah. That's... That's really what this is. Well, and let's be honest, uh, the the person who makes arguably the best buffalo chicken dip is going to be at your mm-hmm. festivities. And will actively not tell you ingredients because she's ashamed of how unhealthy it is. <laughs> Which gives you plausible deniability <laughs> to consume as much. And you're like, I ah, appreciate the plausible deniability. I don't know what's all in that. It just mm-hmm. tastes good. It just tastes good. So – well, it's been two weeks since we've been in this studio. Yes. The record. last episode was the live episode at Grace's yeah. Chapel. Yeah. You, so, want to, you want to debrief on that a little bit or? I thought it was good. Okay. Yeah. I mean, th- those are my basic thoughts. Um, <laughs> I would love to see local listeners come out to that show yeah. uh, in the future. Potentially mm-hmm. any pastors that are within a three-mile radius. Of, within a uh, three <laughs> Uh, of the university, would love to see them make their way uh, okay. to campus for that event. Yeah, uh, we. I feel like we had good feedback of students coming up afterwards, mm-hmm. wanting to chat and talk. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think I threw out that you'd be willing to have a conversation about why tithing is is not the right framework. Yeah, and I think a couple of students took you up on that and came they up did. and had a conversation. They did. Um. Yeah. What What were your thoughts? Yeah. Similar. Um. I, I did get a chuckle out of the fact that, um, you know, we we kind of made fun of the fact that it was a presidential scholarship competition day. So you have like 80 students. 80 plus, visiting students. Plus yep. typically a parent or two with each student uh, and they don't send them to chapel. Yes. Well, after we got done, this woman comes up who was a parent of a student <laughs> Who was a who was competing in the presidential scholarship competition? And she's like, I I saw that there's other stuff going on, but I thought I want to go to chapel. I had no idea that, that you guys were going to do that. There was going to be a podcast. Yeah, and it turns out she you had a connection to her, didn't you? Somehow she I'm trying went, to remember she went to Ohio University. Ah, yes. Now she was very kind. She's like, oh, we were probably there about the same time. Like, oh, so when were you there? And She's like, well, I was there like 2000, 2000, like somewhere in that kind of 2000. Like, yeah, I, I'm a little older than you. <laughs> I, I graduated in 95. So. Yeah. Uh, five years, five, yeah, six that's years. Not bad. Yeah, that's not, not bad. bad. But yeah, and uh, it was fun to get to to meet her and her son who, who was obviously competing for scholarship money. So yeah. Hmm. So yeah, it was a good experience. Good experience. Um, We're up to eighty-two ratings on the uh, I. Oh, do we get more? I didn't even check. No one wrote anything, but we but got more. More, more ratings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we still rolling the five stars? Five stars. I think there's one, two-star rating in there. Maybe. Oh. It's like our average is like four point nine. Okay, if you are the two-star person. Let me just double check to make sure I'm right <laughs> about this. I just pulled it up. I I, I want that two star person. Yeah, there's there's a couple of four stars and it looks like a two star. Okay. So four point nine is our average out I, of five. Eighty two total ratings. I can live with the four stars. I'm not thrilled, but I can live with it. But the two star 
is there any indication of did this two star person like indicate and give a comment? So uh, January twenty fifth, twenty twenty four, we got a we got a rating. Did you know we had a January twenty fifth? No, four star rating. Heck of a podcast is all that's written. Then give us the five stars. And the <laughs> username is Hecka Reviews. Okay. All right. And there's a couple heck of a podcast on January 25th. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Well, I guess that's better than a two-star. I want to know who that two-star person is. Come on. Um, okay. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show. Really threw you off there, didn't I? I did, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter at VNSPod. You can email the show, variationsundrypodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. And we would like for you to leave a five-star review and then say something. Well, you can say whatever you want, I guess, in the review. Yeah, yeah. Five stars is the important part. We would like something positive. You know, it's a nice little ego boost. Uh, sure, sure. I mean, heck of a podcast. That's that, fine. That's fine, yeah. But there's two of them. There's two heck of a podcast at four stars. Okay. Right. Makes me think it's the same person. It might be. Or two buddies sitting next to each other during the episode. Yeah, it's a possibility. Yeah, that could be, that'd be the case too. All right. Uh, let's talk some sports here, John. Okay. So uh, because we did the live episode and that focused – we recorded it on a weird day for us and – Tuesday? Did we record on a Tuesday? No, we recorded on a Thursday. Thursday. That's right. Which means right. it didn't drop till the following Tuesday. That's right. Yeah. So we've not talked uh, about um, NFL football. So that the last episode we recorded, the live episode, uh, was before the conference championship games. Yep. And so we haven't talked about that. So let's talk about those briefly. Um. You wanted to talk Ravens Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- I thought it was um a great game. Uh they both scored on their opening drive and then the defenses showed up mm-hmm. and basically there was no scoring in the second half or very little scoring in the second half. And I thought Lamar Jackson played really really well. Uh and the most sensational play was the pass he threw mm-hmm. that got tipped in the air. That he then ran forward and caught himself. Yeah. Which the CBS sport, because I was like, how do you box score that? Yeah. And they had it as a Lamar Jackson five yard pass to Lamar Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Run for eight yards or however far it went. Yeah. Um, which was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. Have you seen, like, now I've seen the quarterback throw the ball and get batted backward and the quarterback catch it, mm-hmm. but never up. And the quarterback run and forward. Yeah, and I've catch not seen it. that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, I think I think I might be a little less complimentary of Lamar Jackson's performance than you are. Hmm. Um, in part because he threw an interception that was pretty costly. Yeah. Uh, when they were still in the game, mm-hmm. and he threw it basically into triple coverage. Uh. An ill-advised throw. It wasn't fourth down. It wasn't like got to make something happen on this play. Yeah, they were in. They were probably at their own or at the Chiefs' like twenty-five, thirty-yard line. Throw into the end zone. Um, but I, I'm not saying he lost them the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I mean, they had another drive end where I forget which player it was, but he's diving towards the end zone, extends the ball. It gets knocked loose before he gets to the goal line. Fumbles it in the end zone. Fumbles it into the end zone. Chiefs recover. So that's two turnovers in the end zone that could have flipped the game for them. Um, I was a little surprised at how little they ran the football. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're a a dominant rushing offense. Mm -hmm. And it's like they decided, we're just going to throw the ball. A ton. A ton. Mm -hmm. I I just – it didn't make sense to me, the game plan. Uh, But anyway, I guess our hopes of uh, not seeing a Taylor Swift um, Super Bowl have – Gone away now. And can I tell you? Can I tell you my uh, Taylor Swift take on the football? <laughs> sure. Uh, my take is I I am rooting for love. <laughs> oh I God. I uh, I a my Super Bowl. I think the Chiefs will win. Yeah, that's my that's my Super Bowl pick. Just based on they have a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want Travis to propose at the fifty yard line after the game, and I want him to get married and have kids. I'm rooting for love. I see. That's my Super Bowl hot take. <laughs> okay. I am not opposed to most of that. <laughs> I'm not opposed to most of that. Um, but um, the – here's the thing. What I don't want, I just the, – the constant f- camera flashes to – Taylor Swift in the box after every time Travis Kelsey catches a pass or does something. Like, I can do without those. So what I noticed in the most recent telecast, which I thought was an appropriate amount, was when he scored a touchdown, mm-hmm. you know, panning to see the family freaking out is, is a thing. Okay. And then when they did a promo for the Grammys, that felt like an appropriate time to pan to uh, to yes, see money. Yes, but wasn't it? Actually, wasn't it after they when they did the Grammys one? I saw this clip on social media of like you can see Taylor's lips saying something like "Please stop," <laughs> like basically like "Please stop flashing up here and looking." At oh, me. really? Yes. No, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so I don't know. It I, is better. So when NBC did the game, uh, Jets Chiefs, mm-hmm. uh, and they were panning to Taylor every three minutes, it felt like. Yeah. That was way too much. Yeah. Way, way too much. I think they've moderated quite a bit. It's she's the biggest celebrity on the planet right now. Yeah. I think it's some sense you have to you have to pan to her at the game. Um Okay. Viewership in her and in, in games that she is at is through the roof. Uh NFL's making a ton of money off of this. Every time they pan her, they gotta be making millions. Okay, I just think it makes business sense, <laughs> you know. But I thought I thought they struck a pretty good. Doesn't mean uh, I have to like it. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to like it. I am rooting for love. I I, I want the two of them <laughs> to get engaged either at the Super Bowl or after the Super Bowl, whenever. And I want them to get married and live live out the Americana dream. So, you are not of the persuasion that some are that this is a giant. PR stunt. <laughs> no, no. Okay, you think I, there's there's legitimate uh, – this is a legitimate relationship. 
Yeah, I think there may be some pandering to the camera. Sure, or, or sure. Yeah, But I think, yeah, I think it's a legitimate relationship. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then on the other side, you had um, an epic uh, collapse of the Detroit Lions. By the Detroit yeah. Lions, which I was pulling for them. I was too. They were. I wanted them to win the Super Bowl. I thought it would have been great. Um, but see, I, now here's where I think – I mean one of the storylines that comes out of that is Dan Campbell, the coach for the Lions, just going for it on seemingly every fourth down. Oh, yeah, which is what the analytics say you should do. But yes, I don't know. It's I don't. To be clear, I don't think it's always a good idea to follow the. Well, analytics. that's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. That's one of the storylines that's come out is the criticism of this is what happens when you allow math nerds to 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 control football, basically. Where you've got, which is ironic because Dan Campbell is like the last person who would strike you as a math nerd. He seems like too much of a gym rat. Yeah, uh, like too to, much to be a math nerd. Yeah, like yeah, like he's a guy. You're like. That guy, even though he's coaching, is spending a couple hours in the weight room himself, mm-hmm. just working out himself. Uh, and I, I love his energy. I, I think he's a great leader in the locker room. Clearly, yep. he has turned that that franchise around. Um, but some of his decisions to go for on fourth down. Now you can say, well, you know, uh, was it number eight? Is it Reynolds? Is the last name? I think dropped a couple of passes that. Mm-hmm. Probably should have been caught and would have converted fourth downs for them, um, but I mean, but that's also like that—that's part of the analytics, though, right? Like, I mean, analytics analytics has to factor in. Um, you know, it's all percentages. Well, percentage of the time you go yeah. for it on fourth and three at this stage, you know, sixty percent of the time you're gonna you're gonna convert. Here's here's my problem with analytics in football is. There's just so few opportunities. Whereas analytics in baseball, you're getting four at bats a game over a hundred, mm-hmm. hundred and sixty-two game season. Yeah, uh, it's there's just a lot more chances and opportunities for those average for those percentages to work themselves out. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you get that many chances in football. Yeah, you have how many fourth downs can you go for in a year? Maybe a hundred. You mean like if you went for every uh, how many every opportunities? Fourth. Yeah, oh. yeah, maybe a hundred. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and that's including times where it's like, well, it's fourth and 20 from your own 16-yard line. Well, obviously, you're not going to go for it there. And well, the percentages of going for it there are uh, – of getting it when you go for that are like less than 5%. So a baseball player gets 400 to 500 at-bats a year. Yeah. That's a lot more – That's I mean, that's a lot more opportunities than yeah. going for it on fourth down. And I think that's where the analytics break down. It says there's just not – Many opportunities for those uh, percentages, probabilities to work themselves out. Well, and I think in general in football too, analytics are an average across the whole league that does not take into account personnel and strengths and weaknesses of a team. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it might be – I mean I'm guessing if you looked at the, at the percentages on going forward on fourth and one – well, the conversion rate is probably what? 70. 70%? Yeah, probably. Okay, sure. Quarterback sneak. Yeah. Philly brotherly shove. Yeah. You know, whatever you got. But what if your offensive line stinks? What if you're the Jets? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look at the – well, the analytics say 70% chance of conversion. Yeah. Not for your team. <laughs> 
your team might have a 30% chance because your offensive line isn't as good or you don't have a great running back. Don't, or, you, don't you think the Lions have analytics for their team specifically? But then the sample size isn't enough. It's so small. Mm-hmm. Sample size I agree. is even way smaller. And, and if it's just your team, let alone, I mean, it's one thing if you're going across league averages where you've got yeah. 32 teams. How many times are they having fourth and one situations or fourth and three? And you know, you know, there's enough opportunities even there, not compared to baseball, but mm-hmm. like still enough where you're like, okay, analytics points this direction. But if you're just going for like your team, I mean. <laughs> Then the numbers are really skewed. Yeah, yeah. And that's, again, that's where I think the analytics breaks down from football is you don't have, you know, 162 games to measure this on or yeah. to, to have this work out. And quite frankly, in we haven't seen a ton of analytic-driven teams. You could argue the Astros have done this. Mm-hmm. But you haven't seen a, a ton of analytic teams do super well in the postseason of baseball. Yeah, yeah and I think – you know, like the one that stands out to me is when Dan Campbell, uh, instead of kicking a 47-yard field goal, which that's not a guaranteed make. Yeah. But still, at the NFL level, the weather conditions were fine. You expect to make that 85% of the time probably, yep. right? Yep. That, that's, that's what the analytics are on that probably. You're giving that up to go forward on fourth and three, whatever. But it was a tie game. Or maybe it was they were still up seven. But, like, all the momentum was on San Francisco's side. Like, yeah. get some points to stop the bleeding. Mm-hmm. If you get some points to stop – like, it's hard to factor in momentum. Momentum doesn't factor into analytics. No, not at all. Which that's part of the argument is, well, it takes the emotions out of it. Well, well sure. But then sometimes it takes the feel of the game out of mm-hmm. it where it's like, man, I need to get us some points on the board here to, to – get a positive outcome for our team here. And if we go forward and don't get it, my goodness, it's like it only just adds on to the momentum of the other team. Oh, yeah. So anyway, so it will be Niners, Chiefs, and you've got Chiefs. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going with it. I think so, too. I think so, too. I wouldn't mind. I'd like to see Brock Purdy get a title. So you like Brock Purdy. Uh, yes, I do not think he's as good of a quarterback as Patrick Mahomes. Well, but I, I mean, you could say that about, you know, there, are there, are there two other quarterbacks in the league that you say he's probably as good as Patrick Mahomes? Um, I don't know who I'd say that about. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe at the start of the year, I'd go, oh, Jalen Hurts, maybe, but nah. not, not at the end of this year. Um, so anyway, but I, I like Brock Purdy. He's got a good okay. story. Uh, he has a grace connection. Uh, he has lo- a grace connection. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you off pod. But okay. uh, but grace connection. Would love to see him. There's been rumors of him coming to speak in chapel here. I'd love to see him. I'd love to bring okay. him here and uh, have him do quite a bit. But there you go. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him get a get a ring. But would love. Uh, I think it's gonna be the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, you want to say anything about the Knicks? Hey, word. Doing awesome. <laughs> this has been really exciting. Is it 10 games winning streak? 11 games? So we lost, they lost to the, the Lakers. Lakers. So uh, that broke Saturday. a 10 game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're 9 and 1 in our last 10 games. And that's with 
for three of those, I think Julius Randle's been down with a, with a shoulder injury. Okay. OG's been out with an elbow problem. Um, and we're hoping to get – and we're at a softer spot in our schedule. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they come back and we'll we'll have the Celtics and teams like that okay. coming up. So, yeah, yeah. But we got the Grizzlies uh, Tuesday night. So when this drops, tonight. There you go. And last sports note uh, – Grace College men's basketball team, still unbeaten. Can we talk about the Iwu game? We can, yes. Did you go down for that? No, I couldn't, but I did watch the stream. So I had – I was nervous about that game because Iwu was number five in the country. Yeah. We did not play well against Marion. Correct. The Saturday before. Yep. Uh, and so I was a little nervous about mm-hmm. that game, thinking they could maybe – will be on their floor. Um, yeah. And we we just wiped the floor Annihilated with, them. Uh, them. So – the next morning, I had a visit with a pastor in Fort Wayne, mm-hmm. Grace Grad, uh, church of about a thousand, a little under a thousand, and he's giving me a tour. You know, it's, it's 9 a.m. in the morning. We're walking around, and uh, he had told his staff that I was going to be there, and this guy came out of his office and going like, I drove down to the IWU game last night, uh, took my son. He has a daughter at Grace. He goes, took my son who's in high school, and we went down to that game, and, man, they just annihilated them, just destroyed them. And we talked about the game for like 10 minutes. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, That game was tied 28-28 about halfway through the first half. And Grace finished the half on like a 22-5 run to go up 17 at the half Mm. and ended up leading by as many as – 34 before settling for a 28-point win, <laughs> which has to be the biggest margin of victory at Iwu. That's got to be yeah. up there. Oh, so yeah. props to them. Uh, so now uh, – and then they won this past weekend. So they are now 23-0. and 0? I think that's right. Yeah, 23-0. Uh, and the only undefeated – team in all of men's college basketball at all levels. So NCAA Division One, Two, Three, NAIA, the only unbeaten team. That's right. So there you go. All right. You ready to move on, John? <laughs> yeah, we need we, to. We definitely need to. So uh, today our main topic is social media. And we had decided on this even before knowing that this past week that uh, Mark Zuckerberg was going to be testifying in front of Congress in a congressional hearing. Did, did you catch any of that? Or I, I heard about highlights from it, yeah. but it was him. It was the American guy that represents TikTok mm-hmm. uh, or known to me as the puppet of the Chinese government. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a few others. A few others were there as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't just uh, Zuckerberg. Correct. Correct. So, uh, I mean, I think our discussion will be less oriented towards those uh, hearings than it is just social media in general. Um, So let's talk about our individual experiences before we kind of dive in a little bit more. Okay. So you are on Twitter. I am. And you've been on Twitter. 2009, I got on Twitter. Okay. I was an early adopter. Early adopter. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was on. I got on Twitter in 2009. I think I, I was made fun of on campus as an undergraduate for having Twitter. <laughs> okay. I think I I got on in 2012, maybe. 
whatever year it was that Ohio State played in the Final Four, and you went down. It was in New Orleans. You oh, were there. Yeah, yeah. Anthony, this is the Anthony Davis year. Anthony Davis, uh, Kentucky thought... against Kansas was. And we lost to Kansas. We lost to in Kansas this, in the semifinals. And Kentucky beat Louisville. There you go. But yes, I. That's when I joined Twitter. So I think that was 2012. I think. I think so. Yeah. I was in seminary at the time. So yeah. That would have yeah, yeah. that would jive with that timeline. Um, and then uh, Facebook. When I've did been, you join Facebook? I longer. I think longer than that. I had Facebook before I had Twitter. I think I got it my freshman year of college. Okay. I think fall of 06 or spring of 07. Yeah. That's when I got Facebook. I mean, mine was probably 08, 09 range. Well, there. and then my Facebook got hacked and deleted. Do you remember this? Yes. On graduation morning. <laughs> uh, and that, was, that wasn't that long ago. And I just restarted it up in the last year. Yeah. Or last 18 months for my job. Yeah. Yeah. And are you on Instagram? I deleted my Instagram a while back. Okay. Um, I am on Instagram, but I do almost nothing with it. Yeah. Um, I think I've been on Instagram for, I don't know, probably seven, eight years is my guess. Maybe not even that long. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, N- no TikTok. No, no, terrified. Yeah. <laughs> Uninterested in TikTok. I'm not interested either. Uh, and um, it it really has more to do with like puppet of the Chinese government stuff for me. Like, yeah. I I don't believe that secure messaging. <laughs> I, I think they're lying to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think people in the government agree with me. Yeah. Um. So when you think about social media, I, I know I do this. I'm guessing you do too. Like, how do you kind of think differently about each of those? Let's talk about the three. What I th- would say. Well, let's go to the four main pl- platforms. So Facebook. Okay. Twitter, okay. Insta, and let's throw in TikTok, even though neither of us is on it. Okay. How how do you sort of think through like let's go with each one? Like so let's let's start with Twitter. Okay. Like, like what do you think of when you think of Twitter? Like or or what why do you, what do you hope to get out of it even as you use it? So or what do you think it's best for, maybe? So I've heard Twitter described this way. Uh, it's the world's greatest library of information with a food fight going on constantly. Okay. <laughs> um, and so you can find some great information in there, mm-hmm. uh, but it's often riddled with a lot of garbage as well. Yeah. So the way that I've used it and found it helpful is creating those lists. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, where you set who you want to follow or what topics you want to follow. So, like, I have one for Mets beats rider, beat writers that I like. I have one for mm-hmm. Jets beat writers that I like. Um, I have one for finance that I really like to follow. Um, I have political journalists I can stand. Uh, that's a list of mine. <laughs> All three? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and then I have church leaders I really like uh, in another. Okay. Um, so and you just kind of toggle through, kind yeah. of toggle through the lists when you're in, when you're on t- on Twitter. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I will sometimes go to the algorithm one where they send you stuff you uh, they think you'll want to see. Yeah. And truthfully, recently, they've been really funny memes uh, that have been coming my way. Okay. So yeah. uh, I've really enjoyed some of that. So I've been there a little bit more um, yeah. rather than some of the some of the garbage food fighty stuff mm-hmm. that, I, that I've seen. How do you use Twitter? 
So I, I don't do the lists. I, I mean, I, I do try to stay on the the people I'm following rather than the algorithm on the for you one. Okay. Um, but uh, I mean, the joke in our house is, um, let's check Twitter to see what I'm what we're supposed to be angry about today. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I agree with you. There is some, there. There is some helpful information, mm-hmm. and it can be a way of keeping track of trends or things going on. But there's a lot to sift through in terms of the uh, just shouting misinformation, etc. Yeah, it it can't be a good place to get breaking news. Like often, mm-hmm. if somebody's going to break a sports trade, yeah, it's going to be on Twitter first. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll trickle out to various various uh, mm-hmm. websites and things like that. Yeah. But uh, like I know that I learned that Kobe Bryant died before it was reported that Kobe Bryant died mm-hmm. on Twitter. Yeah. Um, so t- TMZ had this on Twitter before anybody else did. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it can be helpful in that. But I always take a big if true. Sort of, sort of approach yeah. to Twitter. Yeah. You, you, you know, like when they when something bombastic happens, it's yeah. like that's big if it's really happening. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and for you sure. can tell that sports teams play with that, right? Oh yeah, they'll leak something to a reporter who then uh, tweets it out, tweets it out, and it happens to be false or yeah. something like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, what about Facebook? Um, I use that as my. Grace College Network. That's my mm-hmm. alum sort of network. I send messages to our yep. alumni if I'm trying to connect with them and can't find them anywhere else. Or I get type into the search bar and find just about anybody over 55. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking for people that way mostly. <laughs> it does skew a little older, that's for sure, which is hilarious given its origins as a like college – a college social network. Yes. Yes. I think Zuckerberg originally used it to find out what girls were attractive on campus without having to go meet them. There right? you go. Is, isn't, I, I think that's correct. Yeah. Is. Um, so it's just funny It's what it's morphed into. Yeah. So for me, that's, that's really how I just kind of keep up with what's going on with a wide range of acquaintances I have acquired throughout my years of life. You know, some people from college, some people from – uh, f- former students, um, uh, friends in the academy that I have, like just kind of a, a, a semi-random cl- collection of acquaintances I've acquired over yeah. the last 15 years. Um, what about Instagram? Um, I I mean, I haven't used Instagram in a few years, mm-hmm. uh, but I use it kind of similarly to Facebook, but for younger people, yeah. uh, kind of. What's everybody up to? What's everybody doing? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd probably use it for networking. If I, I mm-hmm. I've thought about downloading it recently to to follow some uh, more trendy. Like my wife always pulls up. Uh, there's a uh, food with Levi, mm-hmm. which uh, have you ever seen this no. Instagram? Levi is a toddler, <laughs> and his dad is a like a four star chef. Okay, and so he makes his son like these incredibly elaborate meals, 
and is puts it on his high chair. Goes, ooh, thank you, and he you know starts dissecting. Goes, I love scallops, or you know yeah. you know whatever. It's just <laughs> super cute. You get to watch this really not really awesome looking food be prepared. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's it's. I would follow that kind of stuff. Yeah. If I was on Instagram, how do you use it? I, yeah, the, I really don't use it. Okay. Um, now I will sometimes, um, if I'm, uh, I mean, it can be a way of trying to find out who is this person if I, or, or what, you know, so there's sort of the, the, the informal light stalking sort of thing of like, oh, someone mentioned this person. Who, who is that again? Like, oh, no, what, oh yeah. they're this person, you know, um, and then TikTok, I'm not on it. You're not on it. Um, I mean, it, I feel like that – did that not largely start as people like – I had the impression it was like people like recording themselves like dancing or doing things like that. And then it has morphed way beyond that into a lot of other things. But Yeah. My sense about TikTok is it started that way in the midst of the pandemic. feels mm-hmm. like where it gained most of its momentum. Yeah. Um, and it shifted into like you can find just about anything on TikTok, financial advice yeah. or stocks to pick or, yeah. you know, exercise routines or – Yeah, know, or in, I mean or influencers in, in thought sort of thing where – I mean like I, I'm thinking of – I don't want to name this person. But, you know, I, there are people who have built a whole uh, kind of platform on uh, – you know, trying to debunk Christianity. You know, you probably know who I'm thinking of, a a son of a well-known evangelical preacher. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Uh. You know, those sorts of things. Mm. Yeah. I. I also think there's some apologetics people I'm on sure, there I'm as sure well. I'm sure there's other direction stuff. You know, for I, sure. I, I I'm mean, sure people have entered in and try to counterbalance my, that. My sense is based on this is that. That it may just be a whole lot easier to monetize TikTok than it is to monetize Instagram or Facebook. Sure. That's maybe that that's a bit of my sense. Um, the same thing with Twitter. I don't think Twitter people make a ton of money on Twitter. I don't think so. Um, Twitter itself doesn't make a ton of money. It's, yeah. it's it's kind of a failed business model that we feel yeah. like we need to keep around. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think my sense is that TikTok you can make a lot of money. Okay, so. Um, one of the things I wanted to bring up is um, the effects that social media has on teens. Yeah. And uh, Jonathan Haidt, who we both appreciate uh, a lot of what he uh, writes and does, uh, has basically – he tweeted this recently. Even if social media companies could reduce uh, – and he gets a whole list of – very negative things that happen on social media uh, by 80 percent. I think the main takeaway from these Senate hearings is social media is just not appropriate for children. Congress should make uh, should fix the mistake it made in 1998, raise the age from 13 to 16 and enforce it. Others have suggested, nope, make it 18. I was thinking 21. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't have necessarily – a problem with that, um, but it all comes down to the enforcement piece. Yeah, yeah. How do you enforce it? Because 
I mean, basically, from under, what I understand, like when if someone goes to sign up for an account on Instagram or whatever, they just lie about their age. They just lie about their age. Yeah. There's no verification. Mm-hmm. There's no like you have to demonstrate that you're actually this age. Yeah. So you know that that might as well not be a requirement, right? Yeah. I mean, because I'm sure there are plenty of ten year olds who are on Instagram who just said, "Well, yeah, I'm 13." And didn't think a thing of it. And their yeah. parents don't even you – know, Either don't care or don't know. Either don't care or don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just too – you know, I see people talking about, well, it's the parent's responsibility. Well, sure, at one level. But a parent can't always perfectly police what their teenager or preteen is doing. Yeah. And um, and some of this comes down to smartphones. Like oh, you need sure. a smartphone to make these things work. Could you police that a little bit more easily? Absolutely. Uh, you, how old were your kids when they got smartphones? 16. 16? Okay. When they started driving, essentially. Yeah. GPS, 911, calls yeah. like that. Yep. Calling but, parents, obviously. But with restrictions, mm-hmm. not unfettered use of a – I mean, there were um, – there was monitoring software on it. That's not perfect, but it's it's a start. And I assume your kids knew about this oh, yeah. monitoring. Oh, they so, knew it. Okay. And um, they knew that at any time we could pick up their phone and look through it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, I think – and there were restrictions about they couldn't have it in their room at night. Like when when they went to bed, it was in out the, in the kitchen. Either in our bedroom with us or in the kitchen where they could not be using it at night yeah. after they went to bed. Um, so – I think there are things you can do. And part of the motivation was they're going to end up using it eventually. So we want them to to baby step it into it while they're in our house so we can monitor and correct as necessary to model hopefully what healthy usage is. Oh, yeah. Uh, But I I would not criticize a parent who's like, nope, not even touching it, can't have it. I would not criticize that at all. Yeah, and I think some of that depends on the kid themselves, maturity level, things like that. We need to wrap up, but how can we use it well? And can you think of any examples of people who use it well, use social media well? Um, I mean, if you're a public figure, a journalist, Mm -hmm. a politician or something like that, I think it can be a good way to get your message out. Let's think specifically of the pastor. Let's just narrow it to like how can a pastor use it well? And let's just be clear. I don't think there's any obligation whatsoever for a pastor to be on social media. Yeah. I mean I I think being able to see what your parishioners are saying, to to Mm -hmm. see what they're tweeting about or Mm -hmm. posting about or to to get a feel of what's important to them, what's not important to them could could come in useful. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I, I mean – I know some pastors that put out like their sermon points. I think that'd yeah. be a good way to use it. Yep. Um, albeit it can create controversy from time to time, but yeah. But yeah, th- those are some some ways that naturally come to mind. You got any? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, and this is tricky. I do think it can be used in a way that alerts people to helpful resources as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Taylor ta- tweeted about our. Bible commentaries over the weekend. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, so I think that can be useful. Um, but I, I think it is wise for every person to weigh whether the benefits 
outweigh the the cost in their own personal life. Yeah. In terms of their usage of social media. I, beyond that, I I would take it one step further to smartphone um, and whether you absolutely need a smartphone mm-hmm. or could you uh, get – I mean there's a couple of different things out there. But there's something called Lightphone that basically has calling, texting, navigation, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Uh, podcast I think are on there too. But yeah. um, that you could – have and basically have everything you need um, without having you know yeah. the news capabilities or the social media capabilities at all. So I would expand that from social media to even smartphone usage. Now, we both have smartphones, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think – I think it would be difficult for either of us to to do our job without a smartphone. Yeah. I mean, mine becomes my key at my hotel room. So for me to get into my room, I need my smartphone. I mean, yeah, given – I mean, you travel more than I do. But even just when you travel um, and even just in certain contexts where – I mean, for example, going to a football game now. You need you need your phone to here's get in the, the door. Here's yeah. the app where you download the ticket and you show the barcode scan and then they – like it can be a challenge to get paper tickets and some yeah. places won't even accept them. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be on a smartphone app to get into the event. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you can make the case that um, you can try to live without a smartphone. Some people can. Some people probably should. Mm-hmm. Others can't just because of the nature of their job. Yeah. Um, but then it just becomes a wisdom and discipline issue of using it in an appropriate way that doesn't consume your life. Yeah. All right, there's a million more things we could say about that, uh, about social media. But we need to move on to this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history, February 6th, the 6th of February. Yeah. February. 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 Uh, Who's this Rue? Where'd he come from? Yes. 1926, uh, NFL rules college students ineligible until they uh, college classes Graduate, uh, graduates until they graduate, or until they're done taking classes. I see. Yeah, so I mean, basically, you can't leave college early to go play professional football. Mm. Um, I I just put that in there as a contrast to what a different world we live in. Yeah. I mean, what a remarkably different world we live in with sports. Yeah. I mean, there's still a rule in the NFL that you have to be three three years, years. removed from your high school graduating date. Mm. That's the rule still. Yeah. Maurice Claret tried to challenge that and lost in court. Hmm. Um, but anyway. Uh, 1971, American astronaut Alan Shepard is first to hit golf ball on the moon. That's a big deal. That is a huge deal. Yeah. Um, could you imagine the distance you would get on the moon with the uh, lack of gravity? Yeah, but the bulky suit's going to make it difficult to swing the club fluidly. That's true. That's, uh, and that's an excellent I imagine point. the lie is not great. <laughs> At least the lie be consistent. <laughs> um, now, the big mounds, the big craters would be, uh, yeah. would be another thing. Uh, 1972, Dutch speed skater Ard Schneck. Schenk. Schenk follows his win in the 500 meter with a victory. That's the 5,000 meter. 5,000 meter, excuse me. Uh 
with a victory in the 1500 on his way to his to three gold medals at the uh, Sapporo. Am I getting that right? Sure. Uh, Winter Olympics also wins the 10,000 meter. Ard Shank. Ard Shank? Yeah. S-C-H-E-N-K. Shank? I'm thinking Shank. Maybe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who am I to, ch- to challenge you on pronunciation? <laughs> I can hear Nate Ohio screaming at his headphones right now. Uh, 1995 MLB Outfield Goodness <laughs> gracious. Try that again. <laughs> <clears throat> Unique New York. Okay. MLB outfielder Daryl Strawberry suspended from baseball for 60 days for a positive cocaine test. He's had a rough go of it with uh, with the drug stuff. I think he's had – I think he – Has he had a period of uh, – he's had, he's had a stretch of being uh, sober, clean For a long – for, for like, quite, quite like some a, time. Like a decade probably now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's working with uh, rehab, a rehab facility in, in Florida. Um it's uh, Doc Gooden that has not managed to. That will still disappear from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 2005, Super Bowl. Oh, goodness, Roman numerals. Uh, 39? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Attell Stadium, is that right? Altel. Altel Stadium, Jacksonville, Florida. The New England Patriots beat the Philadelphia Eagles 24 uh, 21. MVP, Dion Branch. Uh, New England wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I remember that Super Bowl because it was kind of like the Eagles with Donovan McNabb and, and Terrell Owens and T.O. That's right. was on that team. They had made the NFC Championship game like three or four years in mm-hmm. a row and lost. Yep, and finally got past that. And got past that. And T.O. had been injured yeah. and came back for the Super Bowl. And everybody yes. thought it was a stunt. And he came out and he played really well. Yeah. Uh, really, really well. Uh, 2011 Super Bowl. Oh, goodness. Uh, is that 55? 45. 45, you're right. Uh, 45. Cowboys Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Green Bay Packers beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 31 to 25. MVP Aaron Rodgers. I really have almost no memory of that Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't really remember it either. I, I kind of remember Ben Roethlisberger losing to Aaron Rodgers, but that's really it. I really don't remember. The the steel the recent Steelers Super Bowl I remember is when they played the Cardinals. Yeah, I remember and that. James Harrison intercepted a pass. That's right. On the last play of the first half and ran it back a hundred yards for a touchdown. Yep. And they and they still ended up needing a uh, touchdown pass to San Antonio Holmes in the back corner of the end zone. What a catch! Which that was, was a great unreal, catch uh, to win that game. And uh, Cardinals wide receiver who played really well in that game, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Larry Fitzgerald was was very very good. That's that the, that's the recent Steelers Super Bowl I remember. Yeah, not this one. Uh, and their '06 uh, in Detroit uh, with uh, uh, the bus, Jerome Bettis winning his final game. Was okay, a, was a winning yeah, Super vaguely Bowl. Vaguely remember that. Yeah, um, over the I believe the Seattle Seahawks in that game. That sounds right. Um, okay, who do you like out of this uh, out of this list? The forgettable Super Bowl is that is that what you're going with? <laughs> that think, we just discussed. I think we've for, ruled that out. Um, I think we can rule out Daryl Strawberry's drug problems. Um, I mean, Alan Shepard hitting a golf ball on the moon. I don't think we're going to have another opportunity to get Alan Shepard in there. <laughs> have you seen um, the Brian Regan 
comedy oh, sketch. Oh, yes, I have. The guy who always has to do the, you know, the one-up you in the conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. I, I, just about every time I think of – I hear I hear about the moon, I think of that. Like, yeah. I've been to the moon. <laughs> I've, I played that for my male RAs uh, a couple times where, where they – like guys, you're going to run into this guy in your home. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah, for sure. Freshman man's freshman boy syndrome. Yeah, basically, for sure. For sure. All right. One thing you liked uh, this this last week, uh, Friday morning, I had breakfast with my freshman roommate uh, who I had uh, who lives here locally, but I had not seen in probably five or six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably longer for us to hang out, and so. Uh, it was nice to catch up, hear okay. about his life, and nice. uh, hear what he's got going on. So it was, was fun to catch up with, with Mike in Warsaw, even though he doesn't listen to this. I'm not even <laughs> sure he realizes it exists. So <laughs> There you go. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with um, – I'm going to call it the extended birthday weekend celebration of my wife. Okay. Her birthday was last Thursday. So we had a lovely dinner out at Salvatore's. With uh, our sons and um, one of our son's girlfriends joined us. Nice. And then our other son's girlfriend joined us after that for dessert at the house, some cheesecake, Mm. uh, gifts, and we played a new game. Well, it's not brand new to us, but it it was one of Kate's birthday gifts. Where Words? Have you played Where Words before? It's it's very good. Very Mm. very enjoyable. Mm. Um, And then Saturday – Kate and I went up to uh, Spring Arbor, where one of my best friends is a Bible prof there, and his wife works in the athletic department as sort of the. <sighs> this will make sense to you. She's the Kelly Sharp of Spring Arbor athletics. So yeah. basically, like the, it, it, it's a disservice to call this person like an a, admin, like a, an yeah. admin or a secretary. Like basically, think like office manager. For the athletic department kind of thing. Makes the world go round. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And so um, we went up there, had a great lunch at a Mexican place and uh, hung out, went to the uh, Grace at Spring Arbor basketball games, women's and men's. The men, of course, continued their dominant run. How how is Spring Arbor's gym? Do they have a nice gym? It's all right. Okay. It doesn't compare to the mock, obviously. But – I, I will say, and this was admitted by our friends, um, the atmosphere is kind of lame in terms of like the the crowd. Mm. Not much student there, like hardly any students there. No, like the like there's just no energy in the arena. Hmm. Um, so that was uh, disappointing, but still fun to watch them. Great to hang out with friends, and uh, that was my one thing I liked. Nice. All right, John, we've cracked the 50-minute barrier. Oh, goodness. Well, it's been a minute since we've been in the studio. I know. I know. It happens. Uh, We have talked uh, Super Bowl. We have talked the Knicks. We've talked Grace Men's College Basketball. We've talked social media. We have talked Alan Shepard hitting a golf ball on the moon. Mm -hmm. We have talked about you hanging out with your college roommate. And we've talked about my wife's extended birthday celebration. And so I think, by definition, we have covered our various and sundry topics. And so all that's left to say is, until next time, the Lord bless you all real good. Later. Later.